Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Memches, Daf 48 of Masech Tesukah. Today is a three Mishnah day. We're going to be learning three Mishnahs. The first one talking about Halel and eating Shalmei Simcha on Sukkot. Then we talk about how the mitzvah of Sukkah is for all seven days. And then we move on to Nusach which is, I feel like it's exciting, right? Because like, such a big part of Sukkot is Simchas Beis HaShoeva, Nisuch HaMayim. There's even a gate in the Beis HaMikdash called the Shara HaMayim. Like, it feels like Nisuch HaMayim has been kind of poking up from time to time. So we can uh, have a little bit of, of, of a, a little bit more of a look at Nisuch HaMayim today in the third mission of the day. Friends, let's start on Daf Memches, Amor fourth line of the page. Ha'halo Simcha says the Mishnah, Shmoneh. That, well, interestingly, I mean, the Mishnah at the beginning of the parak, right, we're really just sort of going, you know, analyzing and putting a microscope on what the Mishnah at the beginning of the parak said, which is that saying, reciting halal and simcha, happiness, which we said is shalmei simcha, eating the meat of um, Korban Shlomim on the festival, Shmona, is for all eight days, the seven days of Sukkot plus Shmini Atzeres Ketzad. How is this? Melamed shachayev adam b'halu v'simcha v'chvod yom tevaach ben shachag k'shay kol yimosachag. So this teaches that a person is obligated to to recite the halal and to eat the meat of um, shlamim offerings and kvod yom tev and honoring the um, yom tov on the eighth day kilo on shmini atzeres just like on the other days, right? So we're saying that we say halal and eat the meat of Shlomim um, for all eight days. So meaning that Shmini Atzeres, uh, that these halachas apply to Shmini Atzeres just like they apply to the other, to the first seven days of Sukkot. Says the Gemara Mirani Mile, how do we know this? The Tanur Abonon, right? How do we know that the mitzvah of Simcha, that, right, that we eat the meat of Shlomim for all eight days? Now, I, what exactly does this mean? Like, what do you have to eat a korban shlamim every day of the festival? Is that the is that is that the point? I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell. Maybe. I mean, you say halal every day. All the other mitzvahs we seem to do every day. So, do you like slaughter a korban shlamim every single day of Sukkot? Maybe. I think that we did see that, like, did we see maybe in Masech Tapsachim that, like, the Besamekdash was, like, super packed, like, all of Yom Tif? Maybe that's why. Okay. But definitely, I, it's definitely a mitzvah. Definitely sounds like it's a mitzvah to eat Shami Simcha all seven days, whether it's an obligation every single day to offer a Korban Shlamim. I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe no. But, but, um, it sounds like if you do eat it, you would be fulfilling the, um, sort of the obligation of, of, you know, or the mitzvah. The directive of uh, Simcha, of eating Shami Simcha. So the Tanah Rabbanah, the Apostle says, Ve'yisa ach sameach, that you should be ho- uh, happy. The Rabbos lele yom tev ha'achron, and this comes to include the eighth, right, the night of the eighth day. Ke'ilu, that on the seventh day of Sukkot, you would slaughter um, Shlomim, so that you can eat them at night on Shmini Atzeris. Or maybe what it's saying, it's just talking about the night of the first Yom Tiv. Maybe it's talking about the night of, uh, of, of, of the beginning of Sukkot. Maybe it's saying that on Erev Sukkot, 
right? The day, right? The day prior to the first day of Sukkot, you slaughter uh, Shlomim for eating at, at that night, on the first night of Sukkot. So when it says that ach, right, it'll be ach sameach, only sameach. So ach is like a, a, a limiter and saying, well, it can't be both. So it's got to only be one. Okay, so if we have to limit this to one, one of them to say that, you know, either we're talking about the night of Shemini or we're talking about the f- night, right, the first night of Sukkot. And we're saying that on one of them, there's a mitzvah to slaughter Karben Shlomim on Erev Yomtif for that night. So how do I know that I, that I say that this Pasuk is talking about Shmini Atzeres as opposed to the first night of Sukkot? So my Ba'ani Lele Yomtif Ha'achron Sheyesh Simcha Lefano. Well, if I had to choose, I'd prefer to pick um, the night of Shmini Atzeres because there is Simcha leading up to Shmini Atzeres. You have seven days of happiness of Simcha leading up to Shmini Atzeres as opposed to Umotziani Lele Yomtif Ha'arishin She'enu as opposed to the first night of Sukkot, where there isn't an obligation of simcha, of happiness leading up to it. So therefore, if I have to choose between, is this uh, that you should be happy? And we have to choose, is this talking about the night of Shemini or is it talking about the night of, the first night of Sukkot? So I'd prefer to choose the night of Shemini because after all, there's seven days of simcha, of happiness running up to it, leading up to it. So therefore, that's a better candidate for happiness then the first night of Sukkot. And therefore, we're saying that there's an obligation to slaughter um, Korban Shlomim on Erev Shemini Atzeres so that you will have um, Shlomim for the night of Shemini Atzeres to eat. So we see that there is a mitzvah of consuming the meat of Korban Shlomim for all eight days, not just for the first seven days, but also Shemini Atzeres as well. Says the Mishnah, Sukkot, Shiva, Ketzad. What does it mean that the obligation for Sukkot is for seven days? So on the seventh day of Sukkot, the last day of Sukkot, after you finish your final meal in the Sukkot, do not dismantle the Sukkot. Right, because it's for all seven days. And therefore, if you happen to end up chopping a shtikol nash after that, you're going to have to do it in the Sukkot. So don't dismantle the Sukkot at all on the seventh day. However, from, from, from Mincha and onward, you can already start bringing things inside from the sukkah. So don't dismantle the sukkah, but right, we had mentioned that you should be taking your nice dishes and uh, linens and things like that into the sukkah. So already from uh, uh, Mincha time and onwards on Erev Shemini Atzeres, you can already, on the last day of sukkah, you can already start bringing things inside. In preparation for the honor, in honor of Shmini Atzeres. So, because Shmini Atzeres, you're not going to be eating in the sukkah, assuming you're in Eretz Yisrael, right? In Chutzar, it's, it's a different story. We saw Machlokas yesterday because of uh, Yom Tov Sheni Shagolios, Tveked Yoma. But Be'etzim, on Shmini Atzeres, you are not eating in the sukkah anymore. You're not allowed to even eat in the sukkah, as we're going to see, because uh, of Baal Tosef. So, from Mincha time and onwards, on Erev uh, Shmini Atzeres, Already then you could start bringing stuff inside so you have them in your house for Shemini Atzeres, right? The good dishes and the linens and the stuff. Um, you can already take them inside in preparation for Shemini Atzeres, but leave the sukkah intact. 
So what if he doesn't have vessels to bring from the sukkah inside his house? So ain't okay. Then what do you mean he doesn't have vessels? Elaki ishtamish, my ishtamish. Then what's he been using for the past week? Ella ain't lo makom lahorid kelev mau. What if he doesn't have a place to bring his vessels? Meaning, what if he doesn't have a house to go to? What if his sukkah is his house? All he's got is his sukkah. So then, what does he do? So Amr Rebchia, so Rebchia Bar Ashi Amar Pochis Bar Aiba. So Rebchia Bar Ashi says you basically pass on the sukkah, right? Meaning, if um, if you don't have a uh, if you don't have a another place to go to, so in that case you can make the sukkah possible, which is talking interesting because we said that you shouldn't in the Mishnah we said that Yitaka shouldn't do undo the, the 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 sukkah. However, however, the problem is that if this is the only place that you have to to to, to go to, you don't have any other place. So now if you eat in a kosher sukkah on Shemini Atzeres, it's baltosif, which is a problem. So therefore, um, Rav Chiyabashi says, look, you know if it's a uh, choice between Baltosif or just making the uh, sukkah puzzle so you can eat it eat in it on Shemidat Saris. So it says of Chiyabar Ashi, um, you remove some of the schach, puzzle the sukkah. So interestingly, he says remove four tvachim of schach. Now we learned, of course, in the first parak, maybe the second parak, who can remember? But when we were talking about all those Hilchos uh, Mechitza regarding sukkah, so we said that three tvachim of space already, you can't say love and apostles of sukkah. So it's, it's a little bit unclear, at least according to Rashi, why you would say four tvachim. Maybe you said it's recognizable, whatever it is. But basically, it says of Chiyab Rashi, the apostle the sukkah. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, Omar madlik ba'esaner. Interesting. So Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says that you just bring a candle in there. Because we had said earlier um, in the Masechta that if you have a sukkah that is um, a minimum size sukkah, right? Um, uh, seven Tvachim by seven Tvachim, and there's Mamish no, right? It's literally just Rosh of Rubo, Vishokhanu. Um, it's just enough for, for him to get it, you know, his, his, his head, most of his body, and his table in there, the minimum amount, and there isn't even enough room for a candle. So we had said earlier that if you bring a candle in there, it would be possible because there's no room. So it says Rabbi Shobin Levi, bring in a candle, and it'll basically, you know, make the Sukkah possible because it'll be too. Small. So he's saying basically don't passel the sukkah, just bring in things that it mimele, there isn't enough room for it. And he said it's no machlokas between Rabbi Shubin Levi and Rabbi Barashi because it depends. One's in Eretz Yisrael and one's in Babel. In Eretz Yisrael, where you don't need the sukkah for Shmini Atzeres, because Shmini Atzeres you don't need in the sukkah. So then it would be an issue of Batosef. So Rabbi Barashi says you can just passel the sukkah. You don't need it anymore. However, uh, outside of Eretz Yisrael, in Chutzlarts, however, in Bavel, where, where, where there's a Sveika de Yoma, right, where we're not sure, um, if it's really day eight or maybe it's possibly day seven. And we said yesterday we, that La'alacha, we say that you eat in the sukkah on, Shmini uh, Shmini in Chutzlarts. So you can't passel the sukkah like Rabbi Barashi says, because that you need to use it the next day. So therefore it's like Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi that, uh, you would simply, you know, bring in a candle that there's no room for, which would mimele make the sukkah too small and um, possible. But the sukkah itself is uh, is acceptable. Um, fine. Hotenach sukkah ketana sukkah gedolim ma'ikel meimar. But this makes sense in the context of um, a sukkah ketana, right? This makes sense in the in the context of a small sukkah. We're bringing in a candle. Would be a problem because it can't, it's too small to support that candle. But sukkah gedolim ma'ikel meimar. 
But what about a large sukkah? How would you indicate in a larger sukkah where you could bring in a candle and there's plenty of room, to, there's plenty of room for it? So that wouldn't possible the sukkah. That wouldn't be any indication that we want to show that sukkah is over. So the ma'ayil b'mani mechla, the amurava mani mechla, b'matlato mani mishtay b'matlato. So the answer is what you could do to indicate that, um, you know, because the only place that you have is your sukkah. You don't have anywhere else to go. And you want to indicate that on Shemini Atzeres, um, you know, sukkah is, 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 is over and you're not in violation of Batosif. So therefore, what you could do is you could bring in your, your, you could keep your dirty dishes in the sukkah. Because we had said earlier that you take your dirty dishes out of the sukkah because it's not nice to leave them in the sukkah, but your glasses that you've used, your drinking glasses that you've used, you can leave because that's not disgusting. So, so, so the suggestion is that if all you have is your sukkah, you don't have anywhere else to go, and you need to indicate that, um, that, um, that, right, that uh, sukkah is over, and you're not violating batosif, but you're eating in the sukkah nonetheless because you have nowhere else to go. So what you could do is you can leave in your dirty dishes in the sukkah as an indication that, um, you know, normally we would remove the dirty dishes from the sukkah. I'm leaving in the dirty dishes to indicate that um, sukkah is over. I'm not eating in here as my sukkah, because if it was sukkah, these dirty dishes wouldn't be here. Okay, sounds very nice. Says the Mishnah. Nisu Chamaim Keitzat. What's the story with the water libations that we do on Sukkot? On Sukkot with the Korban Tomit Shoshachar, we uh, pour some water into the, onto the Mizbeach. So let's learn a little bit about that. Nisu Chamaim Keitzat. How does this water libations work? Tzlochus Shilzov Machzekes Shloshalogim. So there was a um, pitcher of gold that could hold three logs of water. Um, so they would fill up this pitcher of water from the Shiloh stream that was outside of Jerusalem. Now they would take this pitcher, this three-lobe golden pitcher that was now filled with water from the Shiloh and they would bring it to the water gate. That the, There was a gate in the base of Mikdash for this purpose that after drawing the water, you would then bring it to the to, to the Shara Moim, and when they did this, they would blow, I guess, the shofar. I don't know. Would they blow shofar, or, or would it be chatzotzos? Um, I assume it's the shofar. I don't know. Maybe not. But they would blow something, and it would be very exciting. So, so they would, um, so they would blow. And as Rashi says, because that was mishum simcha. Out of happiness, as the Pazik says, that when you draw water, it needs to be with happiness. So they would uh, blow these tekiahs. All of Akavish in front of the smolo, and then the fellow would, um, the fellow, uh, and, then, and then they would, uh, when you did the Nisa Chamayim, I guess the Kohen, when he was doing Nisa Chamayim, he would go up the ramp. And turn to his left. Now, as the Gemara is going to point out, this was a Chiddush, right? Because we've learned in the past that whenever you go up the Mizbech, you always turn to your right. Over here, Davka, you would turn to your left because, as it says, that there to the left was two, like, um, what's a Seifel? Like a, uh, like a, almost like a cup of sorts. Um, on the left. So basically, you'd go up the ramp. The ramp was in the south of the Mizbech. You'd climb up the ramp to get to the top of the Mizbech. And then you would turn to your left, and over there, there were two, like, bowls of sorts. Um, 
One was where you would pour the wine every day, and the other was specifically for the water of uh, Nisuchamayim. Rabbi Yudah says that they were not made out of silver. I don't know if I mentioned it right. They were made out of silver. Rabbi Yudah says though that they were made out of lime, out of plaster. However, even though they were made out of plaster, which is white, they became black because of the wine. That as they would pour the wine and they would become black, the Gemara is going to ask, I don't understand. If I understand how the wine cup could be, bowl could become black from the wine, but water, why would it make it black? The Gemara is going to ask that. And in each of these bowls, they had a hole for the water and the wine, respectively, to, 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 to funnel out. And in one of the bowls, the wine bowl, the, um, the, the hole was thicker, and in the water bowl, the hole was thinner. So that they will both finish at the same time because water will empty out quicker than wine, which is thicker. So therefore the hole in the, in the wine cup, in the wine bowl was uh, larger than in the water one so that they will both finish at the same time. So the sort of, when you're climbing up the, the, the ramp in the south and you turn to your left, which is towards the west, and there were two bowls there, one closer to the west, one closer to the east, i.e. one that you hit first, one that you hit second. The further one is the water one, the closer one is the wine one. Right? The one in the west was for the water. And the one towards the east, i.e. the one closer to you, is the wine one. If accidentally he poured the water into the wine one, or the wine into the water one, no problem, you are nonetheless, you fulfill your obligation. Rabbi Yudah argues on two things. He says, first of all, it wasn't three logs, it was one log of water. And secondly, it wasn't only for seven days of Sukkot, it was including Shmini Atzeris as well. And to the fellow who's pouring the water into the bowls, we say, hey, fellow, lift up your hands so that we could see you pouring the water into the bowl. Because one time there was a tztuki and he poured the water onto his feet. He didn't pour it into the bowls because it's not written explicitly in the Torah. And therefore, he didn't believe in it. So he used the Nisuchamayim to wash his feet. But the nation, they didn't let him get away with it. They had a Sreigim. And they pelted this fellow with a Sreigim. And just like you um, do the Nisuchamayim during the week, you also do the Nisuchamayim on Shabbos. But from Erev Shabbos, they would have to prepare the water and they would fill up the water. A pitcher of gold that isn't, it wasn't made holy. It wasn't made a klesharis. The Gemara is going to ask how come that's important. They would fill it up from the shiloh. And then they would leave it in the Vesamikdosh. If the water spilled out or if it became, uh, you know, if it was left open overnight, that we have to be concerned that maybe some like uh, snake venom got in it and then it's not entirely Water, some of it is snake venom, and you need a proper share of water. So uh, 
if the water spilled out or if it was left open overnight, in which case we have to be concerned about snake, a snake putting its venom in it. So in both of those, so in, 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 that, in, in that event, so you would just then fill up water from the kior that was there in the, uh, where was the kior? The kior was in the azar. So you just fill up the water from the kior if you needed to because you can't use um, water or wine that has been left open overnight um, for the mezbeach. Again, because there could be some snake venom in there. And Rashi says that, well, you need three loaves of water or wine. You, you know, if, if part of it is snake venom, you don't have the proper amount of wine that you need potentially. How do we know that you would, right, right, that you do these tkiyas when you uh, do uh, because these tkiyas, these blowings of the, I don't know if it's a shofar or the chatzotzis. Okay, the maestro, I just looked it up. It, it's the chatzotzis, it's the trumpets. So they would blow the chatzotzis when, um, they would blow the chatzotzis when, um, when they would do the nisuchamayim, when they would, uh, you know, bring the water into the base of Mitosh. So how come they would blow the trumpets? Because the positive says, that you would draw water with happiness. And I guess it's happy to blow these trumpets. So therefore, that's why we blow the trumpets. There were two nudniks. One of them was named Sosin, the other one was named Simcha. So Sosin says to Simcha, I'm better than you. The says, Sason it says Sason Vesimcha. So Sason comes first. Alright. So um, Simcha responds to Sason and he says, Mapetom, I'm better than you. The Pasuk says, Simcha Vesason Layudim. That there was Simcha and Sason for the Jews. So Simcha is better than Sason. So then Sason retorted to Simcha and he says Yoma parvanka. one day they're going to make you into a scout alright and I guess that's you don't want to be a scout I guess that with Simcha they're going to um, go out and Simcha is going to have to go out in front and be the scout so there Omelay Simcha Sasun, so then Simcha responds to Sasun, Chadyoma Shavkuch, Umoluvach Mayo. One time they're gonna take you and fill you up with water. They're gonna fill up water in Sasun. Uh, so it sounds like to a certain extent they're at a stalemate over here. Um, although I guess the, the, what was it? Uh, the, the last one was probably, I guess, a better insult. Because, uh, you know, I guess I'd rather be a scout than to be filled up with water. Well, I guess it depends how they fill you up with water. Uh, it's inconclusive, Lemaise. It's inconclusive. Uh, let's go weiter. Okay, so to continue on this, uh, so there was a certain Nudnik whose name was Sasin. Maybe it was the same Sasin, who knows? And he says to Rababau, Asidisu de Tamaluli. And he says to Rabbi, in the future, you're going to be filling water for me. That you're going to be filling up water, drawing water for Sasson. To which Rabbi says, look, mister, you got you to gotta understand your diktuk. Or as somebody once pointed out, it's diktuk. Um, so, so, 
it doesn't say so that we're going to draw water to Sasun. It says, Rather, what it says is, we're going to draw up water in Sasun. We're going to take your skin and remove it from your body and then make it into a in, into a, 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 a sack of sorts and we're going to fill up water and we're going to kill you and use your skin as, as a water sack and we're going to fill up water in that. How do you like that? Sasun? Probably didn't like it very much. I mean, that... Yeah, that doesn't sound great. All of Akavish in front of the small Lechule. So the fellow who's doing Nisa Chamaim, so he goes up the ramp and then he turns to his left. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbi is taught, Kola Olim Lamazbech, Olim Derech Yomin, Uma Kifin Viyordin Derech Small. So as we've learned, let's see, where is this from? Zvachim, but we've, I mean, we've learned in Yoma for sure, maybe Psachim too, that when you go up the ramp on the Mizbech, you go up on the right of the ramp and then you turn to your right and you keep on going to your right. Until then you get, you know, all the way around the uh, Mizbech and then you go down, you know, you went up on the right part, side of the Mizbech and then on your way down, once you've completely surrounded it, you go down from the left side of the Mizbech, which is going to be to your right as you're descending. So, everyone that goes up to the Mizbech, I'm repeating, so you go up on the right, and you go all the, around, all the way around, then you end up going down the left side, which as you're descending is going to be on your right. With three exceptions, these three exceptions, that they just go up on the left side of the ramp, and they turn to their left, and then they retrace their steps and just go right back down the ramp. And the three examples are Niso Chamaim, right? The Niso Chamaim and the Niso Chayayim, which happen in those bowls that are right to the left of the Mizbeach when you get up. So you just go up on the left side, go straight to those bowls, pour the water, pour the wine, get back down. And the third exception is um, Ola Sa'of, when you have a bird Ola offering. So generally that would be to the right. Generally that would be on the southeast of the Mizbeach. However, if there's a lot of birds, so then you could do it on the southwest and in that case you would just go up on the left go straight to the southwest corner and do a darton so we said that the um at least according to the tana well uh we said no so who did we say so we said that according to the tana kama these balls were made out of silver right rebuta says that they were made out of plaster but that they would just become black because of the wine so so i understand why the wine bowl would become black? I mean, because it, wine is red. Demaya my mashir, but why would the water one become black? Water, water is clear. Omar Mar So the Gemara answers well because the Mishnah also pointed out that technically speaking, if you mixed up the bowls and you poured the wine into the water and the water into the wine bowls. So you you know you fulfill your obligation nonetheless. So it is possible that the wine will be poured into the water bowl and make it black as well. And there were holes in the bowls. And we said that one was wider. In one of the bowls it was wider, and one of the bowls it was um, smaller. So let's suggest that our Mishnah which says that one of the bowls had the wider one 
and one of the bowls was a thinner one, must be Rabbi Yehuda, not the rabbis. The Tanana is within a Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda, Omer says Rabbi Yehuda, Beloga Yimanasich Koshmona. That he would use a log of water all eight days. Because according to the rabbis, they're the same amount. Meaning, there's three logim of wine. Every day for the korbanis is three logs of wine. Now, according to Rabbi Yehuda, there's only one log of water. According to the Tanakhama, there's three logs of water. According to Rabbi Yehuda, there's one log of water. So says the Gemara, this Mishnah must be in according to Rabbi Yehuda. That we're saying that one of the bowls had a larger hole and right, the wine bowl had the larger hole and the water bowl had a smaller hole. So this makes sense according to Rabbi Yehuda because there was three logs of wine versus only one log of water and we want everything to finish at the same time. So therefore, that must be why we have the larger hole for the wine and the smaller hole for the water so that in the same amount of time, the three logs of wine and the one log of water will finish going through the holes. So, so it must be that our Mishnah is Taka Rebuda, because as the, as the Gemara says, if it was, if it was um, the rabbis, there's three logs of wine and three logs of water, so they should probably be the same size hole. So the Gemara says, You can even say that it is the rabbis. And we're talking about three logs of water and three logs of wine. And the reason why the wine bowl has the larger hole is because wine is thicker than water. And therefore the water can travel through the hole quicker. And therefore we have to make the water hole smaller than the wine hole so that, you know, at the end of the day, even though we're starting off with three logs of wine and three logs of water, the water will travel quicker. So therefore we make the hole smaller and the wine is thicker, so you need a, a bigger hole. Achinami mistaba, and this taka makes sense. The Yehuda, and it must be that the uh, the Gemara, the Mishnah, is the opinion of the rabbis because Rabbi Yehuda actually would use a different um, nomenclature. Does that make sense here? Would use different words, right? Meaning our mention meant our our Mishnah mentioned dakin and and and, and meuva, dak and av, thin and thick. Whereas, Rabbi Yudah would use a different terminology. The Rabbi Yudah Rachav Rabbi Yudah would use the words wide and, 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 and narrow as opposed to thick and thin. Titania, Rabbi Yudah Omer says, Rabbi Yudah there were two sacred vessels there. Echod Shomayim Be'echod Shoyayin, one was for water, one was for wine. Shoyayin Pia Rachav, Shomayim Pia Kotzer, the wine one was wider and the Water one was narrower. So that both of them would end at the same time. So we see that if it was a Yehuda, he wouldn't mention of and Dak, he would mention Rachav and Kotzer. So from the fact that we're using of and Dak, it must be that it actually is the rabbis. And the way to explain it is because since wine is thicker than water, um, the, the hole was, was larger, but the amount is, is going to be three loaves for each of them. Chavid, that was the Memches of Mesechta Sukkah. Today on Daf Memches we learn three Mishnayis. The first one discussed that Halal and the mitzvah to eat Shalmei Simcha on Sukkot includes Simcha's Torah. We then discuss the next mitzvah, uh, Mishnah which is talking about Sukkah. That Sukkah is for all seven days. Becomes Shmini Atzeres. Um, you no longer eat in the Sukkah. The Gemara says that comes the seventh day. Even after you're done eating, you don't immediately... Um, 
I'm sorry, the Mishnah says that you don't immediately un, um, start dismantling the sukkah on the seventh day of sukkahs because if you end up eating in the sukkah again, you're still going to need to eat in it. However, um, you can already from Mincha time and onwards on Erev Shemini Atzeres, you can start bringing things inside your house so you have beautiful things in your house for Shemini Atzeres because you're going to be eating in your house for Shemini Atzeres. The Gemara discussed a situation where a person doesn't have another house to go to. All he has is his sukkah. So how does he demonstrate on Shemini Atzeres that he is using his sukkah for um, just, you know, because he has nowhere else to go but he's not actually intending to be using it as a sukkah because that would be an issue of Batosef of adding on because sukkah is over, you shouldn't be eating in your sukkah anymore. So what can you do to indicate that even though you're eating in your sukkah, you're not intending to be yotze the mitzvah of sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. So Rav Chiyah Barashi says, look, if you're in Eretz Yisrael, you can just, you know, you, you, you'd be able to make the sukkah possible, um in order to avoid um, uh, Baal Tosif, and then it's no longer a kosher sukkah, and, um, and you can eat in there on Shemini Atzeres. And Rabbi Yeshua Balevi says that if you're in Bavel, where there's Sveika Dioma, and you're going to have to eat in the sukkah also on, on, on uh, Shemini Atzeres, so what you could do is you could, you know, do things to indicate, so don't, you leave the sukkah intact, but you could do things to indicate that, um, that um, you're not intending to be Yosei the Mitzvah of sukkah anymore. One thing is that if it's a small sukkah, you could bring in a candle, which, you know, just, which there's no room for. Um, and, and that would kind of indicate that you're not Yotze, the mitzvah of sukkah, because it's, it's, the, the, the sukkah is too small. It can't fit you and the candle in your table. If it's a larger sukkah, so then what you could do is you could bring in the, you could leave in the dirty dishes, because we had said that, that in general you would remove the dirty dishes from the sukkah. Um, um, but in this case you would leave in the dirty dishes to indicate that this isn't sukkahs anymore. Um, this is something else. And then we discussed the Nisuch Amayim. And we said how they would go to the Shiloach with a, a, a vessel that was three, that holds three logan of water. It was a gold vessel that they would take there and they would fill up with water. Uh, Rebuda says that it was Taka only one log. And then they would bring it back to the base of Mikdash. They would blow on the trumpets and it was a big uh, simcha. And then you would go up the ramp and um, there were two bowls over there, one for the wine, one for the water. And you would pour the wine into the wine bowl and the water into the water bowl um, and um, yeah we had some uh, discussions about some nudniks but uh, nothing too crazy that was um, I hope you enjoyed have a great day cheers